morning from the team here at 1.37 p.m. This is 7.31 a.m. Let's get the day going. What's going on, 1.37 p.m. family? Thank you for choosing to get your day started with the 7.31 a.m. podcast. My name is Bo Templin. I am thrilled to be hosting today. And today is Tuesday, July 19th, 2022. And I am excited to bring a jam-packed episode of 7.31 to your ears this morning. If you've listened to the show, you know how this goes. We start with a birthday, an anniversary, or some little fun facts. You know, some just get the, the episode going a little bit. And we have three today. And I want to run through these real quick. Today is the anniversary of three movies. And I'm excited to share them with you. So first one is the Clueless anniversary. And you know what? I want to, I do want to shout out JL Rucker, 7.31 a.m. host, who said, Bo, if you don't include Clueless into this show, we're going to have beef. And JL is just such a superstar that I had to oblige, right? Had to, had to, had to, had to. Fantastic addition to our anniversary section of the show. Also on this day, 2013, The Conjuring was released in theaters and holy shit, when I saw that movie, did it fuck me up. I was terrified. I walked out of that theater at midnight, shaking in my boots, unable to sleep, and I don't know if I've ever seen a movie as scary as The Conjuring. And then last but not least, maybe a top five rom-com for me all time, and that's Crazy Stupid Love, which was released on this day. And here's a couple of fun facts for you about Crazy Stupid Love. So if you've seen the movie, Ryan Gosling is a total stud. He's able to get all these girls. He kind of shows Steve Carell all the ropes of, you know, flirting and, and dating and single life. Well, Ryan Gosling found it hard to kind of have that that suave, that Rico suave, that charisma that he carries when he was doing these pickup scenes because they would film these scenes at like 7, 8, 9 a.m., and the bar is completely quiet. It is not like what you hear or see in the movie. He would read books about how to pick up women in preparation for the role. And then, you know, the, the famous line from Emma Stone when she goes, oh, my God, you look like you're photoshopped when she sees him shirtless for the first time. Well, Ryan Gosling has kind of admitted that, yes, if I had to take a guess, I would say that the producers and filmmakers probably used a little bit of Photoshop for the movie, even though he was weightlifting a ton and he's always in incredible shape. So fun, fun little anniversary here. July 19th, Clueless, Conjuring, and Crazy Stupid Love. All right, let's start today's show over in gaming. Gaming. Sony is set to acquire esports platform repeat.gg. Thank you, Elton Jones, our video game editor, esports editor on the 1.37 p.m. website and 7.31 a.m. host for helping deliver this one uh, to the 7.31 a.m. family. Sony is taking a more concerned effort towards improving its esports presence these days. The first part of that movement into the competitive gaming arena has already taken shape as Sony is the co-owner of Evo, also known as the Evolution Championship Series Fighting Game Tournament, which is taking place this year from August 5th to the 7th. And then Sony also hosts like several other online PlayStation tournaments for various fighting games throughout the year. And now the next step towards improving Sony's efforts has a lot of folks excited for what lies in the future. Yesterday, Sony Interactive Entertainment announced that it is set to acquire the esports platform Repeat G.GG. 
Repeat.gg is known for hosting leaderboard tournaments tracking overall player performance and has already hosted over 100,000 tournaments with over 2.3 million participants. With Sony's funding and Repeat.gg's continued success, Elton thinks the esports arena will only get stronger within the PlayStation ecosystem. I like seeing these platforms evolve and develop and, you know, what was once going to be a solely online platform, like maybe you could only watch esports tournaments on YouTube or Twitch at one point. I think that will all change. The numbers for these tournaments, the viewing, the, the, the ratings that these tournaments are getting are only getting bigger and bigger. And I would suspect as the audiences grow and grow, we will see a change in the platforms that they're distributed on. The next part of the show is over in entertainment. Entertainment. This isn't necessarily news, but I found a little stat that I really wanted to share. And, you know, we do a lot of stuff over in entertainment. It could be movies. It could be pop culture. It could be TV, whatever it might be. And, you know, a lot of conversations have been had about Netflix, Disney, where they stand since the pandemic, right? Do movies need to be released in theaters? All that jazz. These are all questions that people are asking. Well, Disney Plus has crushed it. You know, you could look at this a lot of different ways. And of course, you know, you could build an argument with any stat that you want to find, but they have gained, Disney Plus has gained 138 million subscribers in like less than a thousand days compared to Netflix, which has, you know, about 220 million subscribers. But that's been a business and model that they've tried to build and develop for about two decades now, over over 20 years. And Netflix is at 220 million subscribers, Disney Plus 138 million subscribers. And Connor, I was bouncing this idea during our pitch meeting for the show, and Connor was saying that Netflix has been losing subscribers by a fair amount over the past few years, but saw the same number of subscribers bounce back thanks to Stranger Things coming back in May. Netflix saw the declining sessions and time spent viewing in April and June, but May was up with the debut of Stranger Things 4 Volume 1, with estimates seeing the company potentially losing somewhere between 1 to 2 million subscribers, according to Wells Fargo and Netflix's own reporting. So it looks like Netflix, it's going to go up and down. It's almost going to be based on the show that is being streamed or being released out onto the service. On the same day that I'm reading this stat, Disney Plus announces their 2023 plans for the Marvel Cinematic Universe TV series that they're producing. And those projects include Secret Invasion, Ironheart, Echo, Loki Season 2, and then Agatha Hark- uh, House of Harkness, which stars Katherine Hahn as uh, Agatha, the witch from WandaVision. So just kind of interesting data, and I, I found it pretty surprising, and I was curious... If you had to pick one, if there was one streaming service you were going to go with, HBO Max, Disney Plus, Netflix, Amazon, Hulu, I don't, I think my vote's probably going to fall in the HBO Max section of this debate, but yeah, a lot, a lot of good conversation and some interesting details, no doubt about it. Let's head on over to sports. Sports. This is a crazy story from the weekend, but I think some people are not necessarily getting the full picture of it. And... Juan Soto, MLB superstar, future MVP, just an absolute stud. This guy is going to be a superstar in the MLB for a really long time. Young kid. Over the weekend, we saw Juan Soto deny 
a $400 million contract. It was 15 years, $440 million on that contract. Now, that would have been the biggest contract ever if you only look at guaranteed money. But it's not if you look at it money per year, which is why Juan Soto turned it down. Here's a little fun fact uh, from the World Series when Juan Soto was in it. Juan Soto, October 22nd to October 23rd of 2019 when they were in the World Series. The man had nine hits, two doubles. He had three home runs, seven RBIs. He hit 333. My God. And he had a stolen base. All three of those home runs from that World Series came off of either Garrett Cole or Justin Verlander. This man is, is special. And now it looks like that if Juan Soto does not accept the next contract offer from the Washington Nationals, because his contract comes up at the end of the year, if he does not accept this next deal, which now looks like it will be either more than $440 million or less years, but probably still a similar rate, if he decides that, no, I do not want to accept this, they will trade him. They have said they will come out and they will trade him elsewhere for the rest of the season, right? He'll sign a contract wherever he wants after this year. But for the rest of the season, where does Juan Soto end up? Is it the Yankees, the Mets, the Braves? Is it the Dodgers? Is it the Padres? You know, come on now. I'm, I'm a Padres fan. That would be awfully exciting. Well, the realistic take here is that he's a fit anywhere. It does not matter where this guy ends up. And imagine you put Juan Soto being protected by players like Machado and Tatis, or if he was being protected by Justin Turner or Mookie Betts or Aaron Judge and Giancarlo Stanton. Could you imagine what kind of numbers this guy would put up if he was one of three superstars on his team and not, you know, the, the one guy on his team? Be pretty ridiculous to think about. So certainly an interesting developing story over in the MLB. And then last night, Another story over in sports was the home run derby, one of the more fun nights in baseball of the year, and uh, that was a blast to watch. Last night was the MLB home run derby, and funny enough, after all of this conversation about Juan Soto, well, 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 what do you know? Juan Soto had a night, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, last night was really fun. Great MLB home run derby. It's always a really fun event. This is something I grew up loving as a kid. And even though I was out actually golfing for a decent chunk of it, I was able to catch uh, the final few rounds, which was a lot of fun. Um, I was playing with this girl. I was out golfing with my dad and this girl who actually played golf at the University of Arizona named Emily. And she was just kicking my ass left and right. It was unbelievable to watch. But when I got done golfing, I was able to catch the final two rounds of the MLB Home Run Derby. And in the finals, after a fun opening rounds with Albert Pujols knocking out Kyle Schwarber, and then the finals, Julio Rodriguez from the Seattle Mariners, who would have 84 home runs throughout the night. That is the most ever in the history of the Home Run Derby. But he would not win because, it, yes, it is Juan Soto who would win your 2022 home run derby in the MLB and you know he denied the 400 million dollar contract so you saw a lot of people on Twitter saying yep that's a 500 million dollar swing that's the half billion dollar man you know he's just doing this to show off to all the other teams about how great he is wow 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 what a home run derby what a week for Juan Soto tons and tons of fun but 
This is a interesting story in the MLB. That will be it for today's episode. For more details on these stories and more, let's head to 137pm.com. Let's follow 137pm on all the social media platforms. Twitter, TikTok, Facebook, YouTube. Why'd I say Facebook? I haven't logged on to Facebook in five years. Uh, Please hop into our Discord because, you know, screw everything else. Let's just get into the Discord so you can chat with us. You can be part of the family. We'll be back tomorrow. As always, remember, stay curious. Stay curious.